Hey, what's up? It's the Barbering in Real Life Podcast. This is episode 65, my random ass rant. What's going on? It's Jake. Wanted to just do a episode about nothing. <laughs> I guess it's not about nothing. It's always about something, but... Um, so quick story, my, my guy Josh, um, one of my buddies, um, he's actually the guy that bought my other shop off me. He got married the other day and we were um we were invited, my wife and I we were at a table with all other hair professionals. Some people were there that were just uh, significant others of hair professionals, but it was mostly hair people, barbers, hairstylists, school instructors and um one of the questions came up about my podcast and why hadn't I done it for so long. And I didn't really think about an answer. I just started blurting it. And, you know, probably the fact that you're in, like, a club uh, environment. You know, not a club, but you know what I'm saying? There's music going, drinks going, it's a good time. You're not, like, sitting at a desk. You're not behind a chair. Um, But I just started blurting stuff out, and it really caught me kind of off guard almost. But it's like... I guess how I really feel about it, there was a little period of time there where I didn't love barbering, you know? And uh, in fact, I fucking hated it for a few months because I thought, how can I make any money in this business like this if they can shut me down? If they can just tell me, you got to close and I got to close, then what am I doing here? And so it got to that point where I was like, I don't even want to talk about barbering. And that's why I didn't do the cast for like six, seven months, you know. Um, so I'm like sitting there talking. I'm talking to my guy, Mr. A, uh, Day Day, Mr. Andrews, however you know him. And he was like, why don't you do a podcast about that? I said, man, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> you know, so I've always been real and honest with my with my um, fans, my crew. I don't know what my listeners, I guess, I don't know, I don't know, fans sounds dumb, I don't want to say fans no more, my supporters, my listeners, which is who you are, I hadn't really been honest about that piece, right, so now it's time to be honest about that, there was a period of time, I did an episode called Am I a Fraud, because there was a period of time where I felt like a fraud, I felt like, how can I give you advice when I'm failing, and... I don't know that I actually failed. It might have just been a perfect storm of stuff that happened, and I'm still cutting, and I still have a shop open, and I'm still in business for myself, so I guess I did not fail. At the time, it was really hard to tell me I wasn't failing because it felt like a fail, right? What I've always told everybody is that failure is just a lesson, so don't look at it as, like, a, a bad thing. You've got to learn from it, and you got to keep moving. you got to keep going. You can't be the guy who never gives up. You know, that's me. I'm not, I don't give up on anything. Um, I used to all the time, but I've stopped. The only thing I give up is a bad habit. Right? I gave up smoking, cigarettes, you know, I gave up drinking for about a year, 10 months, no drinking. Um, I can do stuff that's beneficial to me long term, right? So, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there. I'm sure a lot of you felt the same way. And just so you know, you're not the only one. A lot of people switch careers. Uh, it's now hard to find barbers. It's hard to find people that want to work. That was very frustrating. When there was all the un- extra unemployment money, everybody that I interviewed, about four different barbers, want to get paid under the table. And I just can't do that. I could do that, but I won't do that. 
because it just screws up my books and I can't keep track of all the mentally. I like to just have everything squared away. Um, so yeah, so that was hard. You know, so I need barbers. I'm losing barbers. I'm hemorrhaging barbers, man. I lost 80% of my staff, you know, that's crazy, <laughs> you know, and I know why I'm not mad at them. I understand why I had to change things up. I had to change shit. I had to make some serious fucking changes. And yes, I'm swearing a lot on this thing, man, because I'm passionate about it. This is all like true feelings. Um, I had to make major changes in order to uh, come back from this alive. And most people didn't want to hang with that, and I, I understand that, right? Um, there was a long period of time there where I'm like, all right, maybe I should look into another career. You know, and when I say long period of time, I mean like two months. But I'm not going to, like, just give up, right? I have to, like, fight hard, get my other shop. You know, I sold one shop, kept the other shop going. And, and, and let's be honest, the shop I sold still a great shop. It just wasn't where it was. And the whole point of me having the two shops was so that I could take a step back and work less, make the same amount of money, and be around more for my kids, my wife. So now what I realize is that at a certain point I realized that it's going to take me two years to get back to this. And... I don't have two years. You know what I mean? I don't have two years. That's the two years that I'm going to be missing with the kids, with the wife, with the family, with the coaching, with the vacations, with, you know, just helping helping my son with his homework means everything to me, you know? Um, I want to do all the things that I know my parents wish they could have done had they had a better situation. So I chose to make less money so that I can be around more. Before COVID, I was trying to make more money so I could be around more. But it's funny, you can just decide to be happy with what you got and make it stretch, you know. Um, so that's the point. So I sold a shop, and it's still in good shape, but it's still a good name. It wasn't like the thing was totally dead, and I just, like, salvaged it, you know. But when you had eight chairs going and then you had three going, that's a big difference, you know. And you can't find anybody to fill those other ones because they all want to get paid under the table so they can get that free money, which I'm not knocking you. But as an employer, that free money coming in like that was helpful when we needed it, right? But I believe that once your sector was able to go back to work, once the mandates were lifted for your sector of, of industry, that that should have been cut off from you. So if you had put that you're a barber and you're out of work, once barbers were allowed to go back to work, that should have been cut off, you know, because we don't need that. We don't need that free money. Let me tell you some another thing too, and this is public. If this is my personal opinion, and I don't, you know, I know it's going to ruffle some feathers, but free money's never free. We're going to pay for that through the ass later, way, way more. Just take a basic economics course, listen to a basic economics uh, free course or podcast. That money's getting printed up. Okay, they're just deciding that that's money. They're handing it out. And they're taxing it on us. So you're taking fake money, handing it out, and charging basically interest or taxes, whatever you want. All right, so that's free money for the government. They're just, and at the same time, they're devaluing the dollar to the point that it's worth shit. Right? So now if the dollar's worth shit, this is worst case scenario. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I'm just saying worst case scenario, our dollar becomes worthless to the world. Nobody wants it. 
from us. And so you can't pay China to manufacture everything because they don't they know your dollar's worth nothing. They don't want it. Right? That could happen. Is it gonna happen? I don't know. Maybe not even in my lifetime. But once that does happen, once the dollar means nothing, we're gonna have to manufacture everything here. Okay? Oh that's good. It creates jobs. No it doesn't. It does create jobs, but it's not good. Because it's going to cost us twice as much because nobody's going to work for less than 15, 20 bucks an hour. Right? So now that iPhone that costs you $1,200 is going to cost you four grand. Right? Everything's going to go up if everything's made here. And that further divides the rich and the poor. So this is not a good thing. You know, this is not a good thing, getting free money. It was helpful when you needed it, but we're getting that child tax credit right now. It's an upfront tax credit. I want to pay it back. It's stupid. It's like, oh, I'm getting free money. No, you have to pay right back. That's the credit that they're giving you. You just have to, they're giving it to you now. So it's basically, let's say I owed 20 grand. They're going to take off $300 a month or whatever. Let's call it $3,600 for a child tax credit. So now I only owe you 6400 Okay. I'm going to get to the end. You just already paid that to me. So... I'm still going to owe it all to you. I'm still going to owe you the ten grand because you already gave me the credit. You understand? It's backwards bullshit. It doesn't make any sense. There's not a way you should ever run a business, and that's the way things are being run right now. I don't understand it. So a little bit of a rant there. So all of these things, all of these things compounded, made me very angry and made me not want to talk about this thing that I friggin' love so much because I do love it. I love it again. <clears throat> Excuse me getting emotional so it was about two months ago month and a half i don't know two months ago i was like no nah, i'm the best i forgot i'm the best <laughs> I, i'm not better than you but i'm the best in my area in my town that i have my shop nobody cuts like i do nobody in my shop cuts like i do nobody within five miles cuts as good as me i'm the best in the area i'm the one that people come to for advice i am the best that sounds really braggadocious and it's probably a little aggressive i know some of you Light-hearted people might be like, oh, he's getting a little getting a little funny there. Oh, he, <laughs> he's getting aggressive. No, it's just a matter of taking ownership over what I do. Take ownership. I am the best. And guess what? When I started thinking like that, man, did I love it again. Man, did I start doing some fire cuts and being like, woo, you see this? And man, did my barbers in the shop go, ooh, man, that is nasty. And now the whole, the whole bar got levitated, man. The whole bar got brought up. So, you know, it took me a little while, and this is basically, this whole podcast is just really about me uh, being truthful about where I was at and why I was missing. So now we've got, you know, a few casts in a row here. I've got some guests lined up, and uh, I want to keep pumping these out for you. I want to keep motivating you, and, and I thought this wouldn't be motivating, but after talking to my guy, man, I was like, yeah, this is it. This is it. He said, why don't you talk about the perils of barbering, you know? And it's like, this is kind of it right here. This is like the fact that this is a close uh, close contact business. And so we had to close, you know. There's a whole separate argument to be made for you shouldn't be able to tell me what I can and can't do with my business. If I'm going through all of the proper windows and doors you need me to go through to, you know, have everything set up properly so you can tax the hell out of me so you can do this and do that, I get it. Okay, I'm going to play the game, but you shouldn't be allowed to also come in and be like, nope, close the doors, you know. Um, I'm Listen, 
I'd have closed anyway. Don't get me wrong. I just don't like being forced to close. Kind of like reading books when I was a kid. I love reading. I just don't want to read Charlotte's Web. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love reading. Just don't tell me what I have to read. I don't like that. Um, I'm a free man. We are free people. Or so I thought. And that's an even deeper issue. That's really what it was. All of a sudden, I was not free. I was not um, uh, able to do what I want when I want, as an entrepreneur should, which is the beautiful thing about this country. I wasn't able to do that. So I felt like I got screwed. I felt like I had to blame somebody. And it really wasn't anybody to blame. And so I just sat there angry. But I'm back, yo. I'm back, baby. So I've been listening to some good music. I've been listening to some great podcasts, we've read some great books, and I've been um, hearing from people all over the world, man, from Australia uh, to, uh, uh, let's see, Great Britain. Side note, uh, you know, I'm trying to explain to my kids that Great Britain is the same thing as the United Kingdom, which is the same thing as England. <laughs> and I said, well, how come there's so many names? I don't know. So if anybody can answer that, let me know. Um, but I'm back, and, and I feel very blessed. Um, is everything peachy keen in my life? No plenty of issues, okay, but as far as me cutting hair and relaying information I learned to you, I'm here, so I appreciate everything, appreciate you hanging in there, and I appreciate to my people at that table, um, so it was Lauren, uh, Day Day, John, um, Nick, and my wife, Alicia, of course, and uh, that conversation got me thinking, like, just share it all, you know, so there it is. Hope you're well. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.